subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are back with you again. We have a good topic for today. I'm excited to go down this route a little bit different, but uh, we're going to have some fun around it. Matt, we're going to drag Matt through the mud today. I, he, he's actually doing better than he says, but Matt is a little bit under the weather, but he's shown up in his best form possible. So I'm excited to pull the best we can out of Matt today. Thank you, Garrett. I appreciate that. It might be like a normal person. We might just have a, instead of like the level that Matt usually runs at. So you might not notice anything different. If you're new to the podcast, you may, dude, Matt's like really on point. Just know he gets better. That's just all we need to know. <laughs> it's all uphill or downhill or it's all getting better from here. I guess that's the point. It all gets better from here. As you're listening to this, if you want to learn more about incredible people that listen to this podcast that you're on listening to right now, we have an amazing Facebook group. It's on uh, it's on Facebook. It's the Ninja Selling Podcast group. You can go check that out. Just search for the Ninja Selling Podcast. You'll find us. You can also come check us out on Ninja Selling. Ninja Selling is where we base all of our conversations around. And it's where you can find out about all the trainings coming up, all the offerings. Uh, and if you also have not gone and read the book, uh, ninja Selling, and you want to learn more about Ninja Selling in the easiest way possible, that is your fastest route. We encourage you to go check that out. And uh, if you're learning, wanting to learn more about coaching, you can go see us in the coaching section of Ninja Selling. because That's where Matt and I spend a lot of our time is working with individuals one-on-one, helping them build the best businesses possible. Yes. With that being said, good morning, Matt. Good morning, Garrett. Uh, happy to be here. It's not a wet bag of concrete today like it was that other day. This is actually like uh, clocked in triple digits on the uh, thermometer this morning. So we're going to make it work, though. This is going to be great. We have a great topic here, too. You mentioned that coaching is where we spend our time. And we're going to talk about what it means to be coachable, which this isn't just for... I I want people to know this up front. This isn't just so that you can be ready if you go hire a ninja selling coach. This is also how you show up to your manager at your brokerage. This is how you can show up better for your sales team if you're running a team, this is how you can identify people who are coachable so that you can help guide them. So this isn't just about coaching. Although if you're interested, as Garrett said, go to ninjaselling.com, click the coaching button. But this will just help you be a better absorber of opportunity. We'll call it that. Matt, I'm happy you said that because being a coachable person in any aspect of your life means that you are willing to grow from others around you. You're willing to listen and work with others around you. I mean, I know a lot of people that are willing to go online and learn stuff. They're willing to go to classes and learn stuff. That doesn't necessarily mean you are a coachable person. Um, When you let somebody into your world to really start to look at your all aspects of your life. Coaching can come in a lot of forms. You can hire business coaches. You can hire life coaches. You can hire mindset coaches. And whatever that coach is that you bring in, you need to give them some free reign to come in and probably ask some questions that are going to make you upset, uh, make you look at some things in some ways that you've never looked at it before, and then be open to some ideas and guiding and suggestions. And there's different types of coaching, Matt. And I think it's kind of interesting to kind of like kick this topic around with you a little bit because... There's coaching you can go search for out there where they're never going to give you any tools or any tricks. It's really just having you find the right path for you by asking questions. Ninja coaching, like what we do, is a little bit different because we are coaches in the fact of asking lots and lots and lots of questions. We also have an incredible tool belt of systems and dialogues 
and processes that you can then take when we could say, you know what I want you to try this next week? You're telling me all this. I'm hearing all this. I, you, I can see that you're looking for a solution, which is the coachable part. I can see that you're open to looking for a solution. What if you tried this? And that's where the coachable side comes in for us on our side, Matt, that I see. But it really is, if you can open up this door to being a coachable person, letting loose a little bit, this can help you in so many aspects of your life and can also help people grow really fast. So I'm really happy you said that. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think you you kind of highlighted it there without saying it directly, that part of being able to be coachable starts with your ability to accept uh, a certain level of responsibility for what's going on in your world. I, I think about fitness coaching or nutrition coaching as a great example, because you have a lot of people like, oh, I want to lose weight or I want to get in shape or whatever it is. And like, oh, I'm trying these things. Nothing's working. No, that, that system doesn't work. It's like, well, are you doing it? Are you really showing up to what they're trying to guide you with 100%, even 80%? Or are you cutting corners over here and using excuses to keep you going down that path and now we're just blaming it on? Because this is the other side of being coachable is we have to be aware if we're starting to blame our lack of success then on... Because Garrett, we've had people who have who have hired coaches, you or me or one of the other amazing coaches that we have here, where they hired a coach so they had someone to blame almost oh. you know someone to say like oh you know th th this is why it's not working because you know I, i'm trying to do things that my coach says and it's not working versus taking responsibility there's two sides and they probably go hand in hand one is having somebody to blame and the other is going like well of course i'm going to be successful now i have a coach mm. <laughs> and i think those people that come into it going like i'm going to be successful because i'm going to hire a coach and they kind of sit back going like, when's my coach going to make me successful? When am I going to have all these great deals they talk about? When am I going to have this freedom in my life that they always talk about and we hear from everybody? And it's like, this goes, as you're sitting here talking about, the, the note I wrote on my piece of paper was, you have to show up also. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And that's that piece that if you don't show up, and maybe there's lots of aspects in your life you're not showing up for. This goes back to, Matt, what we've talked about, which is extreme ownership, which I have really been leaning into a lot lately. Is this just like whatever aspects, whatever wins or losses you have in your life, own it on an extreme level that this isn't Matt's fault. This isn't Garrett's fault. This isn't my spouse's fault. This isn't my kid's fault. This isn't... I created this in some way, shape, or form. And how did I get to the results that I have right now? And I think with coaching... You got to be willing to take extreme ownership of everything that you're doing. Because all those systems, Matt, that you just brought to the table, you didn't mention exact systems, but people are like, I've tried this before. I tried this diet. I tried this. I tried this workout routine. And you're like, did you really do it? Yeah. And that extreme ownership side is something you have to be able to sit down and say, crap. No, I didn't do it. I didn't show up in that way. I didn't do exactly what you were asking me. I did a form of it. I did a part of it, but I didn't really do it the way that we talked about. Yeah. It's like I made I made the shake, but I also put ice cream in it. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> Diane Samet, thank you so much for that story. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to past podcasts, we talked about that on the podcast, didn't we? We did. We did. Yeah. Why am I not losing weight? Oh, you're using ice cream instead of milk. Sweet. Yeah. There, there's something going on there. I mean, it's, 
what's worth saying for a minute here, Garrett, too, that what you're going to get out of coaching is different than what you're going to get out of a training, right? Getting out of a seminar. When you go to a seminar or a training, which are also two different things, by the way, a seminar, you're going to go and you're going to get inspired. You're probably going to get some anecdotal ideas from people who are who are speaking, and you might be able to take those and put them in your business. A training is going to give you a system and they're going to lay everything out. They're going to give you all the tools and everything, and then it's up to you to go implement it. When you go into coaching, you have to go in there with thinking, okay, I may have a system already that I need help implementing, or I'm going to also continue to learn this system even better. And I got to be open to bringing also things to the table. Whereas if you go to a seminar or training, you get to sit there and kind of be talked at. I remember <laughs> when I was at Leading RE Conference years ago with my broker owner, and we had a good time the night before. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good about just being talked at today. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that, that's exactly kind of what you're going to get out of a seminar is just you get talked at, whereas coaching is a two-way street too. This is where all of a sudden that's so great. your involvement, is that great? I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on that. That's so great. Just want to be talked to today. I don't want to have to interact. It was great. And uh, we had a great day of, of speakers and everything. He's great. John Turpin, Turpin Realtors up in New Jersey. Great brokerage. So if anybody's up in that area, you can look them up. But um, two-way street, man. Two-way street, man. I'm sorry. I, 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 I can't interrupt are. you today. Yes. We got to keep you on point. My brain's not moving as fast here today. It's all good. Two-way street. <laughs> keep going. I was like, I pretty much have a one-way street right now. So coaching is a two-way street. When you show up to coaching, not only are you there to receive information, but you also have to bring stuff to the table because that's how your coach, now a good coach is going to ask questions. They're going to get to know about you and they're going to poke and prod and, you know, dig around in there a little bit. But bringing stuff to the table also creates a better coaching environment because now you're working together. And that's what you have to think about when you get into coaching is that you're there to work together to improve. So I use Michael Phelps as an example a lot. And I'm, I'm curious because there is a point here as the younger generation comes into to, uh, coaching, Michael Phelps might not, might not be a great example because people are like, who the hell is Michael Phelps? <laughs> Uh, Michael Phelps, for any of you who don't know, is a world record gold medal holder, amazing swimmer. And you look at bringing something to the table. There are swimmers out there. There's athletes out there that go and hire a coach and they strut onto the field. They strut to the pool with this whole thing of like, you know, I'm really good. Like, you know, I know how to swim. How are you going to make me better? And it's like, you know, the coach will say, I need you to get in the pool. I need you to swim for a little bit. I want to watch you swim. You know, there's ones that will get up to take some pitches for baseball. And I want, I want to see you hit for a little bit. Just hit some balls. I want to see what your form is. I want to see where you're at. There are people that are not coachable in those situations that start pushing back on that coach. When that coach says, hey, I watched you swim for a second and I noticed this. And if the person they're coaching says, well, you obviously didn't see that correctly because I'm not doing that. It's like, that's one of those moments of like, all right, who are we working with here? Like, what, what do we got in our place? Are they open to my critiques? Are they open to my, my suggestions and my ideas? You know, to sit there with Michael and say, I noticed you're bending your knees a little too much. I noticed you're dragging your fingers through the water. I'm not dragging my fingers through the water. What are you talking about? Are you, did you even watch me swim at all? <laughs> <laughs> we deal with this in real estate, by the way, coaching people in real estate and businesses. 
where you're like, hey, are you sending postcards out? Yeah, I'm sending postcards out. Okay, let's talk about that. What are you sending out? I got them going out. I don't understand why we're wasting time on this. Can we go work on something else that I really need help with in my business? And it's interesting because a lot of times, the more defensive people are, the more screwed up the systems are. Yeah. Like the, the more problems there are behind the scenes. Matt, you can, I think, totally agree to this. Oh, for sure. But the more we start digging down, you're like, okay, it took us an hour now to figure out that you have a really bad postcard campaign that you were defending the death here a little while back. Now, let's talk about real estate reviews. Oh, I do this. Great, we're gonna do this again. Okay, so like, <laughs> <laughs> like go through all these pieces of it to find out that they send out a real estate review every month, and it's on photocopy paper, and they don't even put it in the you know see people face to face. They just drop it in the mail. It's like you start breaking it apart, and going. I know why you're not setting records. I know why you're not running at Olympic level that maybe you want to be at either an Olympic level, man. I want to point this out. It might be Olympic level of running a successful business and having a ton of time with your family to travel the world. That might be what Olympic level looks like for you. It might also be having people put you on their shoulders at the MLS going like, nobody's ever sold more real estate than Matt Benelli in this town. Like, oh my gosh, 2023 was the year that Matt Benelli set a new standard for real estate in our area. That is something that at least we got to like have something here that we're like, okay, what are we going to? What does success look like? Let's rip everything apart and figure out how we're going to get you there. And uh, man, you're right, Matt, this two-way street when someone could come in and say, yeah, I've got a postcard campaign, but let's talk about it. Yeah. I'm going to share with you here. I'm going to start sending you emails right now. These are the last 10 postcards that I sent out, and I would love your feedback on it. You know, What am I missing? What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Maybe the repetition that he's going out is maybe not at the right pace. And I love it when they're like, you know, they just get locked into like a certain type of postcard. And to hear somebody go, you mean I should be doing that maybe a different way? When you can just tell they have so a pride of ownership of it, but to realize that it may not be the right way. Yeah. That's a coachable person. The ones that's like, I have invested hours and so much money into that. And I'm not willing to let that go. Not coachable person. Like, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to be willing to accept the sunk costs of your business. And, and I think also be open to exploring your own goals. Like, as you said, Garrett, Olympic level is going to mean different things to different people. Not everybody wants to be selling the most real estate in their MLS. Not everybody wants to, but some people do. Some people check their numbers every single month and you know who you are out there. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. And I think as you get into coaching, having a coach help you break down the why behind your goal, that's a real important. I've had people who are unwilling to really explore that why behind their goal. They're like, well, this is what I want to do. It's like, okay, well, let's, we can spend two sessions, three sessions talking about the why behind that. They're like, why are we spending so much time on this? It's like, because if we can unlock that, then it's going to make so many other things a lot easier to perform. Just like you said, if someone's being defensive about a system, whether it's postcards or real estate reviews, it's just hiding something else that might be uncomfortable to talk about. And I think, you know, that's the hard part about being coachable too, is you do open up your vulnerable side a bit and you might hear some things not necessarily from your coach, but you might hear some things from yourself that you may not want to hear. You might acknowledge something like, oh gosh, 
that's really how I've been talking about myself. That's really how I've been thinking about my business. That's really how I've been communicating with my customers. And I've thought that I was this. That's hard to show up with sometimes, but it's short-lived. So Garrett, you know, talking about like, how do you show up? Like, well, the first thing is, is showing up, right? Mm -hmm. Being present when you are either coaching with somebody one-on-one, whether it's going to your office meeting where you have a manager who's coaching you guys in a group, whether it's uh, meeting with an accountability group that, you know, you guys kind of coach each other a little bit. The first thing to do is show up without distraction. Well, yeah. So what I was going to say is this whole showing up part, Matt, Matt's dying right now. I'm going to talk for Matt just for a little bit. So the whole showing up piece is interesting because what I've always looked at when I'm coaching somebody, Matt, is that I have this like microscope into their world about how they show up for things in general. The way you show up for a coaching call tells me how you show up also to a listing presentation. It tells me how you show up to showing property. It tells me how you show up to the hour that you set aside to call your database and to be in flow with them. If you're willing to throw down the amount of money it takes to hire a coach, and then you're also willing just to not show up. I'm, I'm talking about coming in 15 minutes late, leaving 15 minutes early because I got an appointment I got to get to. Can't talk right now. I got to go. Got to get to this. It's like, okay, that tells me a lot. And then just the distractions through the actual coaching section itself. I have coached so many people. And I say so many. There's a handful of them that they're like, I don't understand why I'm not getting the results that I want to want to get. And in that same sentence, like, hey, Garrett, can you hold a second? I got to take this call. <laughs> and I'm like, your hour, man. Use it any way you want. Well, and, and you also you know those people in the office who are like constantly walking out of meetings, taking calls. Now I get it, right? You're busy. You have a lot of business going on and you don't want to miss out on opportunities. I understand that. Feels good to look busy. Do you know how there's some people that just like that? Like, Well, that's part of it too. Oh, I don't have time for this meeting right now. I got a phone call I need to take. See you suckers later. Here's the other thing. When, when you are not allowing yourself to be coachable, then you're not going to be able to coach your clients either. They're going to then oh. be the one that's in control of you, right? I mean, it doesn't mean you can't be successful. You might just be running around like a chicken with its head cut off a little bit. I guess those don't run around for that long. So be careful. There's a reason that saying exists. Yeah, right. It's not a long run, but they do run. <laughs> but if you are, if you're not open to seeing these things in yourself and your business, then your clients are going to own you in your process. And you know, yes, you might have the great reviews of, oh gosh, Garrett is so responsive. He picks up every time I call. Well, that's going to lead to more people wanting you to pick up every time they call. And it's just going to compound in a way. And now all of a sudden, you're actually just getting coached by your clients or you're getting trained by your clients, which is an even better way to look at it. Oh, yeah. The way you said it up front, I keep coming back to it, is it's just this two-way street of working with somebody. And you need to be open to criticisms. You need to be also open to, to putting some things on the table that you know it's going to hurt to talk about maybe bad habits that you might be holding on to and things that you think are important that you, you're going to put them out there and say, yeah, this is something I do. This is something I do routinely and I want help with it. Uh, we can go back to Michael Phelps where it's like he might know personally that when he goes to take a breath, he has a bad habit of dragging, like putting his head too far in the water and creating too much push of the water in front of him. Just to talk with the coach about it and say, I am dealing with this. Can you help me pass this and be willing to put it all on the table? 
I mean, Matt, when we're coaching somebody that is like willing to put it all out there, they're willing just to come in and be like an open book and just say, this is everything I got. What should I change first? What is the stuff that we should be worried about right now? And a lot of times I'll tell people, we can't change it all all at once. Yeah, We're not going to. We're going to take a select couple things. We're going to start working on that. It might be mindset up front. It might be that they, they've got bad systems, but the more you talk to them, you're like, it really doesn't matter what systems I give you right now. <laughs> You've got some self-talk roaming around on the backside there that we have got to figure out before we do anything at all with systems, which is an interesting thing because you could easily then look at coaching and go, I've been doing coaching for three months and I don't have any new business necessarily to show for it. But the problem is, is if you don't figure out the mindset, we could work on all the systems you want and you're still not going to have any successes at the end of maybe three months because it has to happen in stages. You have to build off of all these pieces, which again is being open to coaching, being open to listening to this coach that says, I can't even give you a huge thing on real estate reviews right now because we're going to blow an entire hour that's not going to make a difference in your business right now. Yeah. We need to figure out. When Matt, you said it earlier, we need to figure out your why, why you're here, why you're doing this. I was thinking about it. Like if somebody sat down with me and there's a side of me and Matt, we've joked around about this, about owning a brokerage, actually having you know agents in your area that you are overseeing, overseeing the managing of an office. There is a part of me that, that has that in it. That would be really cool. I would love coaching all the agents underneath me and working with them on their business and helping them through transaction and helping them build an incredible business. Love that. The real why, like when I really go back to a why on that, if somebody was coaching me on it, that they would do really well blowing up and going deeper into, I have amazing admiration for my dad. I have learned so much from him. I have been in his world. Uh, he was a still in my life, still an incredible person. But when I was younger, he was somebody that let me into his world. We had also an interesting setup because he owned a brokerage or managed a brokerage. Uh, he had lots of brokerages that he managed down the Bay Area. And I think the biggest one was like 250 agents. It's a huge office. I remember him in the process of designing that building and helping with all the plans to turn it into what it was. And it was an, it's still a beautiful building in downtown Danville, California. And my why, if you really dug into it, comes back to the admiration that the brokers in the office that worked for my dad, how they still come to me today to tell me what it was like working for my dad. If I could take that and earn that admiration from other people in the as a managing broker, have them look at me as not just like, oh yeah, that's my bic, <laughs> instead instead of you know changing that over to like you are somebody that changed my entire life and, and having you as the person that I could hang my license with and be with, that would be my why. Yeah, that's the thing, and this is the stuff like in coaching. The coach can sit there and say, okay, sometimes the client gets just lost in the, the minutia of the business. They get lost. I'm supposed to be doing these systems. I'm supposed to, this is where accountability partners come in. I'm supposed to write this many notes. I'm supposed to do this many phone calls. I'm supposed to do this many lunches. I'm supposed to do this many real estate reviews. And a lot of people look at that as coaching and they say, oh, that's what I get from my coach. But the 
coach, if doing it right, should take it to a whole nother level and get into those whys, get into that deep stuff. Because if you unlock that, like what I just shared with you, Matt, which I didn't even think about until you were just talking about it, all of a sudden, the motivation that comes up to build something, to grow something, to do something different, now turns into a raging fire rather than like, I need a job. Yeah. And maybe I'll start an office. And this is something managers and team leaders should be thinking about. You know, do you have coachable people and are you actually trying to coach them or are you just trying to get them to do things? Um, because I think that's another, you know, challenge that happens. You might have coachable people in your brokerage who are just being told, do this, do this, do this, without helping them figure out a why or just a, a really good goal. And some brokerages are great at that. They have managers that sit down and go through business planning and really un unbox that stuff, which is great. That's what you want to have. Yep. Because that all leads to long-term success. And, you know, having a coach in your world or being coachable is not something you do in a weekend or a week. And this is also the big difference between seminars, training, and coaching. You think about like Tim Grover, one of the most famous performance coaches, coached Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and tons of other people, and also coaches executives at some of the biggest companies in the world. He is an incredible performance coach, has been in people's lives for decades. And I don't think anybody who's hired him as their coach would be like, yeah, that was a bad investment. <laughs> now, if you are coachable and you are interested in finding a coach, you know, you also want to be careful who you interview. And, and that comes down to a lot of things of like, what is what systems do you want to run in your business in your life? You know, uh, what are the goals that you have and finding the right person who can help guide you on that? Which, Garrett, leads me to a question I have for you. If you are coachable, or I guess even if you're not coachable. Well, if you're not coachable, the answer is pretty clear. But if you are coachable, do you need a coach to be successful? No, I don't think you do. I don't think you do at all. Having a coach is powerful for, I think, for a couple of people. One is you got to have, usually you have some place you need to go to. Um, I have a lot of people that write me into their business plan 10 years out. I'm like, I like it literally will say like on the 10 year or five year mark, fire Garrett. I'm like, dude, really? Like it's in your, he goes, that's the last day I'm going to sell real estate. I'm, I'm, I'm out at that point in time. Like I, you have fulfilled your role of keeping me focused and keeping me on track for that amount of time. That's what I need. Fair enough. There are lots of people out here that are going to be successful on their own. There's also a lot of people that have a lot of distractions in their world and it's hard to know what to cut out and what to let in. And uh, some of my friends that I've coached for a long time, I think they would be successful on their own. They would be people that would, uh, because they have that drive to want to be better, they have that drive to want to learn and want to grow. They don't think they know it all. That's a, a huge growth quality to have just in general. And then there's that next piece of like, if you want to like light a fire under that and really take it to a different level, that's when you can bring a coach in. And um, there's something magical that happens when you bring a coachable person and a a good coach together. It's like all of a sudden this energy comes out of it that, I mean, I get to hear it on both sides. I get to hear from the coach calling me and going like, I just started coaching this person and I am so incredibly excited about who you've connected me with and who this person is. And, and to hear it from the coach, you can tell like, oh, this is good. This is <laughs> going to be a good relationship. This is awesome. But then even on the other side, to have the client reach out and say, I am so happy you connected me with. And this happens with all of our coaches. I've had this happen. Some of the newer coaches, it hasn't happened yet. You got your time. It'll happen. 
because I've taken enough time to find you and know that you're awesome. But a lot of our experienced coaches, I've had people go reach out to me individually and go, that person is amazing. And thank you for connecting me with them. There's something great that happens. But no, Matt, I don't think everybody needs to have a coach to be successful. I just find there's times, and this is, I think, an interesting topic to kind of just kick around here for a second. There are times when you say, I think a coach will help me. And then I find that those people that see the benefit in having a coach go, I don't need this coach all the time. There might be coaching calls that we have that we got nothing right now. Things are actually moving real smooth and and we might have a real kind of light coaching call. And that person that's being coached can very easily go like, I think I got this right now. I think I'm good. Like, thanks for your help. Thanks for walking and guiding me through that piece. And a lot of times they come back or they just keep coaching with you going, I don't need you right now, but next month I might. And a lot of times in a month, two months later, they'll get on the call and they're like, man, my mindset just went in the toilet and I need your help. And it's like, oh, okay, let's let's rip that apart. What happened there? What made it change? What happened in your life? Maybe it was a deal that went bad that maybe you had a client cuss you out because they had some sort of bad experience and maybe it was you personally. And then we get to talk about it through coaching of, is there something you could have done better there or done different? Or is it something that was completely out of your control that that person decided to wig out on you? Maybe that they are going through a nasty divorce and their spouse decided to say, hey, you know what? I'm not reducing the cost of this house. I'm going to stay in this house and good luck with you guys selling the home. Have fun with it. (laughs) And the other spouse is yelling at you. You just never know what's going to cause all these parts to come together. And and so again, to go back to where this you were saying, Matt, is like, do you need to have a coach? There's times that some of the people I've coached for 16 years, we got nothing to work on right now. Yeah. Everything is really kind of in lockstep. Everything's feeling really good. And then there's another time where it's like, man, the wheels just came off this over here. Like my assistant just quit and we got to figure out why. Did they quit because you're a bad at managing your assistant? Did they quit because they got a better offer? Was it an offer that maybe you could have been paying them more and doing something a little different so we don't have to repeat doing this over and over and over again because we're watching a pattern happen now? Like This is where that coach can come into play and do a little bit of damage control and help you see it from a different angle and help you take some action in a different way. I don't know. I've been doing this for 18 years, Matt. And it's funny, when I started the coaching program, because I did start it with the help of my dad. My dad was... uh, he had people reaching out to him wanting coaching as he was teaching ninja around the United States. A lot of people don't know that my dad was actually one who helped take ninja outside of Colorado and start spreading it around the world. I remember when I asked my dad for training, when I first started the coaching program back in about, this is about 2003, 2004, we had this conversation. I said, what kind of training? I, I need some help to make sure I'm doing the right stuff. And one of the things he said to me that really stuck, he says, you've been coaching people your entire life. You just haven't been getting paid for it. He's like, you're going to be just fine. And that element of finding people, that's what I try to find in our coaching program, is people that had that natural curiosity, that natural want to jump into somebody's world and make it better and light it up. 
And then when you place somebody like that with somebody that's saying, hey, can you help me be the best I can possibly be? And I'm open to all the guidance and all the suggestions. Dude, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. And I, I agree that you don't need one. But the other side of that is I think everyone can benefit from one, even if you don't need one or if you don't want one. If you don't want one, it's probably not going to work anyway. It's not going to be a good relationship. It's not going to work. Don't do that. Don't don't but don't do that. Please don't do that to us. You know, even what you were saying, it could be like having, you know, bumpers on the bowling lane. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think about having a good fitness or health coach, right? Like once you're cruising and you're doing the system, you're eating the right foods and everything, you may not need that person anymore, but you might want to keep that person just to keep the bumpers on. So in case one day you're like, man, I'm about ready to turn left here and just start hitting cake really hard. And it's not going to just be for my birthday. It's going to be for every day thereafter to have somebody who's looking at me like, huh, Garrett, looks like you're eating a lot of cake. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 About that. But I, but I haven't seen anything going on. So it's all good. And it's like, well, keep doing that for a little bit, buddy. And you know, you're going to see some results. They're not going to be the ones that you want to see. And so how did you how did you know I was eating cake? Well, you're putting on a pound a day right now. So that's why I was <laughs> something's changed. <laughs> you get those bumpers, and I think this is where they're I think everybody can benefit from having some type of mix in their world of accountability, guidance, mentorship. You know, all of these things are, you know, aside from maybe accountability, which is more basic than coaching, but mentorship, a great manager. These are all forms of coaching, right? Somebody who you have in your world who you can lean on to talk to for advice, who can guide you through tough times or help you grow in great times. Those are all forms of coaching. And so I'd say no matter whether you have a coach, uh, whether you want a coach or you don't want a coach, everyone can benefit from being more coachable. That's for darn sure. So let me just put this on the table too, Matt, because this idea of having a coach in your life. And a lot of people think I need to go hire a coach. Hiring a coach is an, is an option for people. That's where we step in. We are, we are coaches for hire is what we are to help you get your business where you want to go. I know people that will find an amazing coach in the form of a manager in their office. And that manager will take them under their wing and they will coach them just as good as any other coach could potentially coach them. And if you have that in your office, and it's not only a person who's willing to do it, it's somebody that you want to coach with. Somebody you really make that like, I resonate with this person. I want to listen to them. I like where they're coming from. And they're also willing. This is that two-way street. A great coach could be a spouse. That's true. Um, Sarah and I have an incredible coaching relationship back and forth where we are constantly keeping each other in check, and we're open to it. Um, she's open to hearing criticism from me. I'm open to hearing criticism from her. There's a lot of marriages out there that stay in your own lane, and that's okay. That's the way that marriage works. It's totally fine. There are great coaches in other coaching programs out here. We, I can see here mention all the different coaching programs, and a lot of people get stuck in like, oh, no, those coaches are crap over there. <laughs> and we, I've heard people say that kind of stuff. And it's like, ah, it's like, there's so much more to it because you can take another system that you resonate with fairly well. You might find an incredible coach in there that says, look, I understand you don't love all of our system, but I'm here to support you in getting the goals that you've set for yourself and the life that you want to build. And it's okay if you only want to do half of our system. And it's only, it's okay if you want to do half of that system and bring in some other stuff. As long as I can see that it's going to help you get to where you want to go, I'm in. Let's do this. Let's build this business that you're excited and thrilled about. 
And I think that's an important thing. If you're going to bring a coach in, get somebody that is uh, really there to see you get to the success that you want. And it doesn't just have to be a ninja coach. You can find it in so many coaching programs out there. But there's a lot of systems out there that you may look at and say, I found a really good coach, but I can't stand the system. I can't stand what... And if they're not willing to budge on their system to help you, you need to probably find a different path. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and and you look at this as this is a team relationship. You're bringing this person in to be a part of your team. And those are longer term relationships. You know, it's not a week at a time. Uh, it's not like, oh, I'm going to bring this guy in for, for a weekend, a month, and then all of a sudden my life is going to change. Maybe. Maybe you hit something out of the park the first session. You're like, holy cow, you just opened my eyes and my life is now forever different. That that could be. Well, it's funny you say that, Matt, because like we're different than every every other program out there. We, we do everything on a month-to-month agreement, which there's people that go like, oh, you need to have longer contracts. And I'm like, eh, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not holding anybody's feet to the fire by a piece of paper that says you made an agreement to us. But what's interesting is some people don't give it enough time. And they come in and they and they bounce because they just are like, well, I did this for a month and I didn't see any any results here. I'm a big proponent of you gotta, if you're gonna jump into any coaching program, you yourself personally need to commit to it for a good solid six months of being coached, really being coached. And those are really where some huge, you know, huge options can come from or wins can come from. And Matt, I think we can probably put a bow on this and I'll let you, I'm going to let you wrap this up if you've got your energy to do it. But sweet, I, do, I, I am going to make a shameless advertisement here for Ninja Coaching. Anybody who's listening to this right now, like we got 30 incredible coaches that have gone through not a fun process to become coaches for us. I don't just take coaches that come to us and say, I've been doing Ninja in my business for 15 years. I know Ninja inside and out. I've got all these great results and I want to coach people. Those people don't always make it to be coaches because there's elements and aspects that I look for of being a good coach. And a lot of times those people that come to us like that, they want to be teachers as what? They want to share with them. They want to share with people how they did it with their business. And sometimes it can be looked at as, as like, this is the way to be successful. And what you'll find is with finding a good coach is there's a lot of ways to be successful. It's not one way. And um, I've tried to find, I feel like I've done a really good job. Matt, you can back me up. You're one of them. I agree. 30 people that are open to saying what's going to be the best for this person sitting in front of me right now. And we are 100% ninja. That's where we keep our world at as we, we follow the ninja systems. As I said, there's lots of great coaching programs out there. There's lots of great coaches out there. And if you want one that you can hopefully find the right coach for you and keep it 100% ninja, like it comes out of the installation, like you read it in the book so that you can be kept to that path, we're here for you. Yeah, I agree 100%. They're, the coaches are fantastic. Um, it's a great program. And what I love about what we do is we have the ability to be flexible to what people want to accomplish. doesn't mean we let people off the hook though, right? <laughs> this is, we're here to help you grow and accomplish your goals, not to yeah. give you the yes treatment, um, as any coach should be, right? So if you do want to learn more about that, go to ninjaselling.com and click the ninja coaching button and you'll be connected or join our Facebook group. And you, I'm sure if you drop a comment in there, you want to learn more, either Garrett or I or one of our fabulous coaches who are all in that group will see it and we'll get you connected with somebody who is going to help you learn a little bit more about what coaching is like and 
what the kind of, I guess, logistics are around it. Yeah. Like Garrett said, there's no, there's no long-term contracts. We don't hold people hostage because if you want to move on to somewhere else, that's, that's on you. We're not here to make money off of your decisions you didn't want to make. We like coaching people that want to be coached. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do you want to be coached? <laughs> We're here to support you. If you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this. This is miserable. This person keeps asking me all these questions. I don't want to answer their questions. I don't want to be here right now. Yeah. It's okay. You can go. You can go. Now, <laughs> I will say, if if you're new to Ninja and you're like, man, I really I want to do coaching, um, but Ninja's new to me, where should I start? Grab a copy of the Ninja Selling Book by Larry Kendall. All the systems are laid out in there. That is kind of our baseline requirement before you come into coaching because we want you to have some knowledge of what Ninja is. You can also check out the course calendar on the ninjaselling.com site to find a installation, which is the four-day training. Well, the reason why it's called an installation is because you get Ninja installed into you and your business. It's a great, great four-day experience, interactive, one of the best, the best real estate training on the planet. That's for sure. So check all that stuff out. And like we said, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, go to Facebook and search for The Ninja Selling Podcast. You'll find a group in there with over 12,000 people, fastest growing group in the universe. And uh, it's a great place to be. And so we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Glad I made it this long, Garrett. This wasn't a short episode, but we made it. We made it. About time you stepped up. (laughs) (laughs) There we are. Well, Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you a whole lot. And I uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Dude, I'm I'm happy you made it. <laughs> I'm happy you made it. You actually are doing way better. And I know you're leaving this. You're going to hang up with me and you're going straight back to bed. So straight I just to want bed. everybody, we need to give Matt a round of applause for the energy and what he brought to the table today. I appreciate you, man, as always. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, we love you guys and uh, we'll be back soon. Take care. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.